Life Audio. Hey, sis, and welcome to Inside Out with Courtney. It's a podcast that helps thousands of women all around the globe, just like you, growing Christ, character, calling, career, and community. Join me along with occasional guests as we talk about biblical truths, overcoming issues of life as Christian women, while also being encouraged and equipped for every good work as we await the return of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Courtney Richard, and after a quick commercial break, we'll get ready to start growing from the inside out. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Well, again, welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about living out the fruit of the Spirit. This is something that is not only very dear to my heart, but I believe it is very dear to the Father's heart. Amen. God is big on us living out the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm going to talk about why this is so important in today's episode. And so if you are driving or if you are just in your home, if this is devotional time for you, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, let me just tell you something. We are about to dive into this much needed topic of our day. And it's really all about living in Christian character. God wants us to live in godly character. And so we're going to dive into the fruit of the spirit. We know this is a very popular verse from Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I'm going to go over that in just a moment. But I do want to share with you before we dive in, just something someone shared with me that I thought I would share with you today. And it was a statement that they said that really struck me like so fierce and so serious. And they said, you know, the world shouldn't have more fruit than us. And I was like, ooh, that is so real. That is so true. In other words, there are some people that are good in our world and they do good things, but they're not believers. They're not in Christ. And we are Christians. So we're supposed to be Christ-like, right? And so God wants us to bring forth delicious, beautiful, good fruit, not rotten fruit. And so when we're not getting our way, we need to be responding in the right way. And so when we're having a bad attitude, God's like, I need you to get rid of that. When we're emotional or hormonal, or when we're impatient, we're going to talk about patience in a moment. You know, when life is not going well for us, we're in a hard season and we don't know how to act or we don't know how to deal with people or talk to them, or maybe we're short or nasty. Those are the things that God wants us to get rid of. And He wants us to be more gentle and more humble and more kind and more patient and all the things that we're going to talk about today. And so he wants us to be able to produce delicious and good fruit. And so we're going to talk about how to live that out in our day and in our homes and community and all around our world, right? So let's go ahead without further delay. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Okay, so we're going to start off with scripture. And so I've already mentioned Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but we're going to go ahead and dig into this verse. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. A lot of times when you look at the Old Testament, it's a lot of laws. And so what they're saying here is there's no law against producing fruit, okay? And the Holy Spirit is here to help us in the process. But I do want to tell you something. It's not just on the Holy Spirit. Mm -mm. Jesus calls us to bear good fruit. He wants us to show this in action. And he actually tells us this in John 15, 16. This is what he says. He says, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. Now he's talking to us, okay? <laughs> he was talking to those that he was, you know, when he was here and he was talking to these disciples and those who were listening, but he's also given us a word today. And he says, I want fruit that remains. So let me give you a little bit of a personal story about me. For me, I grew up, going to church. My grandmothers took me to church. My mom and dad would take me to church. But it wasn't until I actually started getting older and went into some life issues and problems and things like that, where I began to go to church for myself as a young adult. And as I went to church, I would sing in the choir. I would be a part of women's ministry. I was doing all the things. I wrote for the church newsletter, all this stuff. But I also was clubbing I also was cursing when I was mad. I was getting drunk. I was just doing all the things, fornicating, having sex when I wasn't married. I was doing all of the things. And so I wasn't bearing fruit. I wasn't living a Christian life, really, honestly. I wasn't living like God was calling me to live. I really was living like the world. It was like religion was in my mouth, but it wasn't in my heart and it wasn't coming out. It wasn't a lived out life for Christ. And we're talking about living out the fruit of the spirit. And so God had to show me that this is not the life that I have for you. If you're going to do all the things that I'm calling you to do, you're going to have to lay down that former old life and you're going to have to live in the new life that I've called you to, the born again life that I've called you to. And so you're going to have to learn even how to bear fruit. And so, yes, we have the Holy Spirit, like I mentioned a little bit, and he's going to help us, but we also have an action to take. And so God was saying, in order for you to go on to this next level, to walk in the purpose, to fulfill the very call that I have in your life, you're going to have to change. You're going to have to live a different life. You're going to have to live a transformed life. And I am going to encourage you to do the same. I believe that the Lord is using me right now to speak to you, to tell you that you also, my sister, you, dear listener, God is calling you to a life that is higher in him. And the, the life that's higher in him is just a life. It's a high calling to live out a godly Christian life so that others will want what we have, which is Jesus Christ. And so we have to live differently. And so I'm going to go deeper into this and we're going to go ahead and begin. And we're going to start off with the first fruit and it's love. So what is love? We hear it all the time. Love people, love God, all the things. But I asked God one day, I said, Lord, okay, you want me to love people, but how do I do this? Show me how to do this in action. And he brought me to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 7. And a lot of us know this verse, but I really want you to take some time to really listen to what love is. And then I want you to begin to act this out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what it says. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I want you to take some time, even if you have to play this back, and see what love is. 
it's not irritable. So if you're irritated, you got to think about that. If you're irritated with people, that's not love. Bring it in, reel it in. If you're demanding your own way, that's not love. If you're proud or rude, that's not love. If you're jealous or boastful, that's not love. If you're not being patient and not being kind, then you're not being loving. And remember that love does not give up. Love doesn't give up. So don't give up on people. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful. So if you're losing hope, go back to hope. If you're losing faith, go back to faith. All right. And endure. It talks about it endures through every circumstance. It also shows us in the word of God that love shows itself in action. This is one of my favorite verses. I always go back to this because it really helps me to live out love. And it's first John 3 18. And this is what it says. It says, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Love shows itself in action. So let me just break down a few tangible ways of how you can actually show love. Just by smiling at someone, you can show love to someone. Just by giving them a warm hug, by buying a gift or visiting someone who's sick or even delivering a meal to them if they're sick and, and they've been down for a little bit. If you need to babysit for someone, just kind of help out another sister in Christ or a friend or someone at work. If someone needs help with a task, that's love. Just caring for someone or being considerate of someone, even if it's your husband or if it's your kids or if it's your, your roommate that you're living with or if it's a friend or a co-laborer in Christ or a sister or brother in Christ, considering others is a love. And the Bible tells us to consider others, especially as we await the return of Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you this question. What action steps can you take to love people? If you really think about it and examine your life right now, who can you love better? Is it someone in your house? Is it someone at work? Is it someone at church? Is it someone in your online community on social media? Who can you love better? Are you struggling in your love walk? And if you are struggling in your love walk, I want to encourage you to pick up some books, read some scriptures on it, Google search some scriptures and open up your Bible and look up the concordance and pull up all kinds of scriptures on love or whatever the issue is that you're having, whether it is joy or whether it is being humble or having self-control, pull up scriptures on the fruit of the spirit. And again, we're talking about living it out. What we're going to do is we're going to take a little break right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. So stay tuned, and I will be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to this episode. We're talking all about living out the fruit of the spirit. I want to tell you that joy comes from within. Mm, It's so supernatural. But let me break down the meaning of joy so that you have a better understanding of this. It's a feeling of great pleasure, delight, and it is a form of happiness. A lot of people beat down happiness when it comes down to talking about joy. But honestly, it is an expression. Happiness is an expression of joy. All right. So if you see someone smiling, let me tell you something. They could be having the hardest day, but maybe God reminded them about something that they need to be joyful or happy about inside. Maybe they just have this glow on them and you're like, oh my gosh, like I could see, like you've totally been in the presence of God because there's a glow on you. That's joy. And it comes from the inside out. And let me tell you something. People like to be around joyful people. They don't like to be around rotten, unfruitful people. So we want to make sure that we are joyful people. And I do want to tell you that sometimes when times are hard, it is hard to express joy. But again, this is a supernatural thing that God gives us. And I want to read to you from Nehemiah 8.10. And this is what it says. And do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I know you have heard that scripture a lot, but if you listen to what I just said right before it, it's when you're feeling grieved and you feel like you don't have joy, you can't express it. Then God is saying the joy of the Lord. Think about that. It's his joy. It's your joy in him that is going to give you strength. So set your affection and set your mind and your thoughts on the Lord and allow him to strengthen you in the midst of that hardship. And when someone walks up to you and they say, how are you doing today? then you can smile, a gentle smile and say, I'm good. I'm good. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Let's move on to peace. Let's move on to peace. Peace is all about quiet on the inside, quiet on the inside of your mind, your surroundings. If you're sitting by water and it's still, that is peace. It's peaceful. It's quiet on the inside. Personal story I want to share with you. One day I was sitting in church And all of a sudden, I just felt this overwhelming peace just take me over. And really what it was, it was just a sense of calm. I wasn't worried about anything. I wasn't afraid about anything. It really was inexpressible. I couldn't even describe it. It really was a supernatural peace. And I knew that it only could come from God. And so I want you to pray and ask the Lord to give you a supernatural peace when you know that you're frazzled or you're worried about something or you're afraid about something. Give it to God and ask him, Lord, I need your peace. Grant me your peace right now. I need it in my life. And he will do that for you because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. I also want to share with you Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And a lot of you are familiar with this when we hear don't be anxious about anything, right? Well, this particular version, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We're talking about living in the fruit of the spirit, right? Living out the fruit of the spirit. So allow the Holy Spirit to produce peace in your life. Embrace it bask in it, and just allow him to give you this. Amen? All right. And so we're going to dive into patience. Let's talk about it. Okay, so 
patience, what does it actually mean? Let's break it down. I want to break it down for you so you really get a clear understanding of what patience is. It means to be able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffer long without becoming annoyed or anxious. So being patient can look like standing in a long line and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm ready to get somewhere. I got to get here, there, everywhere, right? So what I want you to do is just pause, plant your feet and be still and just wait, just wait. That's what patience is. It's waiting. It's pausing. So just do that. Be patient in the line. Pick up a magazine or get on your phone. I do that sometimes. I'll just grab my phone. I plant my feet. Talk to somebody. Share the gospel with someone as the Holy Spirit leads you to. Be patient in trouble. That's another thing. When we're in a a hard season or a hard situation or we're dealing with some troubles in our lives or we're going through tests and trials, James 1, 2, and 4, it tells us, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. We just finished talking about joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, because that's all that's happening right now, your faith is being tested in the midst of that trouble, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed and mature, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So be patient in the midst of the test. Be patient in the midst of the trouble. Let patience have its perfect work as the King James Version talks about. Let it have its perfect work. I like to say, I don't want to shortchange the process, right? I don't want to stop it. I don't want to do that because I want to grow. Whatever God is trying to teach me in that moment, I want to learn it. So don't shortchange it. Right now, at the time you're listening to this, I'm going through a very hard trial in my life right now. And even though you hear the sound of my voice and it sounds like so much joy, it is an inexpressible joy. It is a supernatural peace that I'm experiencing. It is patient in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the suffering. And I, you know what I told God? I said, Lord, don't take it away. Don't take it away right now because I want everything that you want me to learn out of this. I want everything that I got to get out of this. I want to grow. I want to mature. It's hard. It's not easy. It's painful, it's hurtful, but God, but God. And so I'm being patient with God in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the process. And one day I'll be able to talk about it. But right now I'm in the midst of it and I'm going through it. But I want to encourage you, if you are going through something that's hard and heavy, don't shortchange the process. Don't stop it. Grow and mature in your faith. Draw closer to God because he is going to work all things out for the good. Even though it may be hard and you don't understand, he's still going to work all things out for the good. So be patient in the pain. Be patient because God has a purpose for it, okay? Another thing too with patience is waiting on God to move on a dream or a prayer that you've been waiting on him to answer. I want you to know Jeremiah 17, 7, this is what it says. It says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. So while you wait on God to move in your life on certain things that you've been like asking and expecting him to do, I want you to trust him in the meantime. Trust him in the meantime. It may seem like a meantime, like nothing's happening. This is mean. No, trust him because he is working behind the scenes. And when it's time, you're going to be ready. You are going to be ready. So what I want you to do is I want you to hold on to scripture. I have a a cross that hangs from my rearview mirror in my car. And what it has is a message that says she confidently trusts the Lord to take care of her. And so anytime I'm feeling a certain way, I feel frazzled or afraid or I'm waiting on him to do something, I go to that verse and I hold it in my hand and I say, okay, Lord. Okay, 
I'm going to confidently trust you because I know that you're going to take care of me. And I want to tell you the same thing. God is saying to you, dear sister, dear listener, he's saying, trust him. He's saying to confidently trust him to take care of you. Okay. That is the word of God. That is scripture. Let's talk about kindness. Kindness. Kindness is all about not being rude. It's about not being cruel. It's about not being mean, not being crass. So if you are being any of those things that I mentioned, then do a self-examination and inspect your own fruit. Because let me tell you something, nobody likes to be around an unkind person, a mean person, a rude person. So check your heart. And again, remember, that's not love. So practice kindness. Again, the Holy Spirit will prompt you. He will remind you that you need to be kind here. You need to be sweeter. So now let's talk about goodness. Goodness is all about doing good. That's what it's about. It's all about doing good because when you and I do good to others, then they can see the goodness of the Lord. They can experience the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 34, 8, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is so good. And so when we do this and we live a life that is good in him and we're showing others the goodness of him, then they're going to glorify the Lord. God is going to be glorified. He's going to get great glory from this. Amen. Actually, Jesus tells us, because I asked him this, I was like, Lord, how do we do this? Like, how do we bear fruit? And why is this so important? And he said in John 15, 8, he says, listen, when you produce much fruit, then you are my true disciples. And this brings great glory to my father. This is scripture. That is what Jesus says. So when you and I produce much fruit, good fruit, guess what? Then it proves to others that we are Jesus's true disciples. And again, God is going to be glorified. Now let's move on to faithfulness. Faithfulness is all about remaining faithful in Christ and remaining faithful to others, to those that we love. And for some of you listening to this, this might be an out factor. Maybe you're struggling in your faithfulness with God. Maybe you're struggling in your faithfulness with a person. Maybe it's your loved one. Maybe it's your your husband. Maybe you're not being faithful on your job. Maybe you're not being faithful to a task. And so I want to encourage you to, one, ask God for forgiveness. And then secondly, I want you to repent if you have been unfaithful. And then next, I want you to remain faithful to Christ and remain faithful in your relationships. Amen. Jesus tells us in John 15, 4, he says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. He says, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So we have to remain in Christ in order to remain fruitful. So if you're struggling with being fruitful, if you're struggling with living fruitfully, then make sure that you go back to Jesus, that you return to your first love, that you talk to him, that you dive deeper into the word of God, that you pray, that you seek him earnestly. Amen. He will be found. He will be found. Scripture promises that, that he will be found, but he wants you to endure. He wants you to remain faithful to him until he returns for you. This is so, so important. He does not want you to fall away from your faith. There's so many right now that are falling away from the faith and he does not want you or I to do that. And so he's saying, stay faithful. This is living out a life that is fruitful. Okay, let's move on to gentleness and then we're almost done with self-control. So gentleness is about being soft in your words, in your touch, 
in your actions. It's being meek. It's being humble. We hear about meek and that is power under control. It's about humility. It's being low, like getting low and surrendering your way. It's forsaking what you want to do and being open to what others want to do. It is dying to your flesh. It's dying to your own way of doing things. It's, it doesn't feel good. I'm going to tell you that. It doesn't feel good to be humble. But that is something that God calls us to, to be humble. Jesus is humble and he wants us to be humble. We're talking Christianity, right? We want to be Christ-like. And so to be Christ-like is to be meek, is to be humble, is to be gentle, is to be soft, to touch and voice. There's a scripture that I absolutely love and it helps me a lot in Proverbs 15, 1. And it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. So if you're ever about to get real harsh with someone, remember this verse and bring it down. Be more gentle. And that's not always easy. We mess up sometimes. I mess up sometimes. But I go back to this verse and I'm reminded of it. Be gentle. Watch your tone. (laughs) So do you struggle in this area? How can you be more gentle? I want to ask you that question. And how can you be more humble in this season of your life? Lastly, we're going to talk about self-control. Self-control is really talking about controlling yourself. That's what we need to do is control ourselves. So controlling your hands, if you're a fighter, if you're pushing on someone or want to slap somebody, control your hands. I'm telling you, we're talking real talk here, okay? Inside out. Control your mouth. If you're cursing or you're gossiping or slandering someone or you're being negative all the time, like reel it in and realize that the Lord does not want us to speak this way. He wants us to get rid of these things. This is sinful. Controlling anxiety. That's a big thing right now. A lot of people are struggling with anxiety and mental health and all of these things. And so the Lord is saying, I want you to practice self-control and bring your emotions to a calm. Calm it down. Renew your mind. Surrender your mind to him. Say, Lord, I am struggling right now. I'm anxious. I'm frustrated. I'm dealing with all of this. Oh, my gosh, I'm scared. I'm fearful right now. Bring it to God. Surrender it to him and reel it in and control it. Control it through scripture. Control it through prayer being honest and open with God and just calming down. That's an action. That's an action. And again, the Holy Spirit is going to help us to produce self-control in our lives. He will. He will do that for us. So listen for his gentle whisper and then obey, yield, practice self-control. But that's it for now. That is all I have. I hope this has been helpful in regards to living out a fruitful life. Again, it's twofold. We have the Holy Spirit, but we also have the action. We want to make sure that we are staying close to the vine, that we're staying close to Jesus, like I said, through the word of God and in prayer, and also with the fellowship of other believers. Remember that Jesus Christ is going to return. He is coming back, and we want to be ready from the inside out. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I pray that this episode has helped you. Also, if you need prayer or just want to let me know how this episode has served you, you can email me directly at InsideOutWithCourtney at gmail.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media, subscribe to the Inside Out With Courtney podcast and blog, and don't forget to tell other women about it. I'd also love it if you could leave a review and also don't forget to grab a freebie of your choice at CourtneyRichard.com. If you're hosting an event, let me know all about it by visiting CourtneyRichard.com slash booking. Now, before I go, I just want to take a quick moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with me on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. And let me tell you something. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. 
All right, and that's it for now. Until next time, remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon, so let's get ready from the inside out. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.